Bloody actors. It's impossible to schedule sessions with them. Therefore, you will now get a daily interview from my days at GovCon, the biggest RPG-focused convention in all of Sweden. Enjoy. Sweden Rolls, once again, welcome back, dear listeners, for yet another GothCon Quickie. I am joined today by two illustrators. We have Ola Larsson and Emily Ire. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You guys are responsible for most of the art for Call of Cthulhu Sverige, the Swedish setting uh, for the Call of Cthulhu game by Elusa Publishing. Correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I've talked to you a bit before this, Emily, about your amazing covers for some of the shorter adventures that really um, are so instantly recognizable. I did a comparison with the uh, Gröna Lund posters. It's a. It's a. a um, what do you call it? Like a ride fair ish thing, uh, where you can go on roller coasters and stuff like that. And they have concerts and you instantly recognize all their posters for being a band playing at Gundelund. And I compared your, your uh, uh, cover art with that. That, you know, you see, a, a, you could just take away all the text and you instantly see, this is a full Call of Cthulhu Sverige. It's amazing. And your cover art, Ola, is also amazing. Uh, fans of the podcast who have listened to my uh, official soundtrack uh, for the game will recognize the, the cover uh, from the game that we borrowed for the yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, true, very true. So I did, uh, I think, the first covers for Call of Cthulhu Sweden, and you, Emily, came in... Uh, a little bit later. A little bit later, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think it, we have a really cool uh, mix of styles. Uh, mm. Emily's very graphic, very, as you say, recognizable. Mm. <clears throat> and I think I came uh, much more from maybe the sweet 80s role-playing scene with, <laughs> I mean, uh, Michael Whelan, uh, yeah. Larry Elmore, Gary Shark, uh, uh, yeah. guys like that has yeah. inspired me. And I think that uh, probably shows in my covers today still. Yeah, I would say you, you have improved it as well, the style, because the, the, the two covers, both the one in the library, it's like a library-ish scene, but I mean, the one by the ocean, by the... Uh, it's a bathhouse, right, or uh, something? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's actually uh, the bathhouse in uh, Malmö uh, called Ribesborg, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, it I is. Yeah, that. yeah, it was uh, kind of short after I moved to Malmö, so I was. Uh, yeah, you always kind of talk about uh, draw what you know and so on, or mm -hmm. where you live, maybe. <laughs> so I, I incorporated that bathhouse and I talked to Björn about it, and it was okay. So yeah, yeah that's how it started. Mm. Yeah, it's real and it's really like. When talking about illustration, it really sets the tone mm. for the game because like, the visual is our main sense as humans. Mm. So, I mean, the, the imagery is equal importance to, to the text of setting the tone uh, for the setting and like, what kind of game is, is the first thing you see is a cover. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and also with that comes, <coughs> uh, or, or at least a great sense of responsibility and a little bit of fear maybe. Mm -hmm. Are people going to be happy with this? Because I didn't know that much about Lovecraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I had a kind of sketchy idea of who he was and, and uh, yeah, I, I knew the basics, but, but I wasn't kind of deep, deep into it. 
Mm. Uh, pun intended, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was uh, yeah, re- real nice gig, and uh, yeah, and and uh, then you came in, Emily. And yeah, and like the 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 thought with uh, the idea with with the the ones I made that are more graphic was that. Uh, it was supposed to be a little bit more integrated, like old movie posters. Mm-hmm. So we would have a movie poster feel from them based on a little bit how they looked back then. Mm. And I wanted to do a mashup between Art Nouveau and mm. Art Deco because they're so different mm. in styles, but mm. kind of close in time. So I thought it would be a cool thing to kind of blend them. So we have the more organic and then we have the more uh, graphic. And I know I've always, like, I haven't actually played uh, Call of Cthulhu, but I really, really love the myth of, uh, the mythos, mythos? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the mythos, yeah, of it. So um, I feel that I had a good sense of, because you have to, yeah, like you do it because you're, I mean, you really nailed it, I think. Okay, yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not sure actually, but uh, yeah. Oh, you did, oh, you did, you both did, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, a bit of a um, to get, because you had the graphic and mm. you have to get the mm. still have the, the the atmosphere of the the little bit mystic and, and scary parts of it and mm. it was uh, it's like a new new style that I created specifically mm. for for these covers and was that yeah. done for the yellow movie was the first one wasn't it or was it another one that was first uh, I made another one. First, but we haven't seen that yet. All righty then. Someone is a bit late with their writing and typing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Yellow movie was the first one that was published. Okay, because I was thinking you mentioned like uh, old movie posters being an inspiration. I thought maybe that was the first one. And you had the, the idea of the, the tone and the, the style like from the beginning from... Yeah, and also because the Yellow Movie is about uh, the film industry uh, yeah. in uh, in Solna, uh, close to Stockholm, huh? and and then you can see like Carcosa <clears throat> in the in the background, uh, so it ties together with with that mm. to to get the the movie the film mm. uh, setting of it, and and then you try you know tying it together so uh, all the adventures go have has a, like a common theme. And I think that works pretty mm. pretty well. Mm. Um. I have a question since I have two illustrators now that can discuss this with each other because I'm I'm graphically impaired. <laughs> I I'm creative in many ways, but you know, uh, drawing illustrating is not my forte. Uh, but I've always wondered, you know, like because there is. There's a difference between, you know, cover art mm-hmm. and interior art. It's even so that, you know, the, the Ennis, the Oscars for the RPG business, have different categories for cover art and interior art. Mm-hmm. Um, me being a bit bitter saying, but they don't have different categories for discussion podcasts and actual pay podcasts. <laughs> but cover art and interior art is uh, too much difference. So, yeah. so, like, what is the difference oh, beyond the obvious? Like, okay, the, the cover art has to... <laughs> give you an instant feel of the game but like um, I would imagine you put in like quite a lot more work into like a cover art piece than you would with some interior art not saying that you're sloppy with interior art but you know what I mean like this extra touch uh, like what's the difference with working on an art piece that's just on page 78 and the one that's for the cover 
Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, if I only speak for myself, I think yes. I get a little bit more relaxed when I know I'm doing something that's supposed to be inside the book. Mm-hmm. At you say page seventy-eight uh, on on top of a, a two, two huge uh, text sections or something, mm-hmm. uh, just in just to break off a monotone text mm-hmm. uh, piece, not the, the text itself, but the style of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of much more relaxing for me, and also. I think just the fact that the cover is the first thing that's going to meet you when you go into a science fiction book, for instance, or, mm. or if you see a poster, or if you see a, maybe a blog, blog about the game and so on, mm. uh, that, that's the first thing that uh, kind of gets to you. Mm. So with that, I think there come, uh, comes a sense of uh, responsibility, you know, mm. that uh, if, if you're inside, uh, you, you're kind of more, yeah, you're kind of secured or secluded. In. But the, with the cover art, you're carrying the game on your shoulders. Yeah, a, a little bit. <laughs> with, with, uh, yeah, that sounds very pretentious. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's uh, no it's a, it's a kind of a tough thing to do. But now, uh, yeah, since I've been doing quite a lot of covers for di- different things, uh, you kind of get used to it. But but never it never loses that kind of nerve, and mm. that's that's why I think it's so fun to do covers as well. Mm. That kind of tension. I haven't. I mean, I uh, he's way more experienced than I am, uh, and the Call of Cthulhu was actually like the first book covers. I've made because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I haven't worked that much in the publishing industry, so I feel very. Oh, you will! Oh, you will! <laughs> yes, <laughs> hope, you wait. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm a good company we now. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's I kind of generally when I do graphic design, I have a tendency to forget that that people will actually look at it, mm-hmm. and and maybe I don't. I spend so much time in my own head, and for me, it's so important to get. I get the idea, and then you know, we talk to to each other, and um, so like now, when it's out, it's it's amazing for me that well, mm. people actually look at this and read mm. this and appreciate it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so so happy for that. Um, but I I I, I don't. Like I, I want to do everything I do as well as I can. I think because I'm new and I, mm-hmm. I like really want to do things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, the with one of the adventures, uh, night camp, I guess in English, not lager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I did the interior, a uh, couple of interior uh, artworks as well, as mm-hmm. well, which have a totally different style. They are more like painted, mm-hmm. um, and there, because you have the the uh, the cover that you know really have to set the theme for the whole mm-hmm. general feeling mm-hmm. of uh, of the world that you're in, and the inside, it's uh, the you know the specific adventure and the yeah. specific mm. where they are and what's happening in that mm. that movement and trying to to you know mm. p- people visualize mm. the setting that they are in so I guess yeah. it's more specific than, yeah, than the it's, cover it's, it's, yeah I think it's the whole thing about condensing uh, several writers ideas into one big image you know yeah uh, that's really that can be real tough because everyone has their own taste and what they mm-hmm. think is important for for this particular book you know mm-hmm. uh, someone says oh this this is what you s- should push for mm-hmm. and then you talk to another writer and they goes ah I think it's we should go in another direction and yeah, yeah and th- th- then you end up uh, with kind of a mix a little bit what mm-hmm. different yeah. ideas on but uh, mm-hmm. but also I think it's uh, cool to stay true to your own style also, which I feel you do really really strong with your graphic mm-hmm. graphic style. Uh, so so that you 
uh, while listening to others uh, that you can be true to yourself as an artist as oh, well yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, that carries through I think in the image with the, with the energy uh, mm. that you feel yeah in the image. definitely yeah. it's more mm. uh, genuine yeah yeah, than exactly. if you, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah we talked about fingerprints yesterday mm. uh, during dinner mm. uh, that every artist has its fingerprints yeah. you know mm. and I think I think it's it's really nice if you can spot the fingerprint of the artist who, who made the image you know? oh, yeah. yeah and it becomes much better if if it's personal and yeah. it's from the heart it's the same with music for yeah, me sure. I just had Robert Jonsson tell me the other day he listened to another podcast and then he heard a song and he was, and he was like this really sounds like something Andreas would do and then post credit uh, talk and like this song was by Andreas Lund so I mean, he was like I knew it I knew it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so it's yeah it's the same with I think with most like artistic yeah, uh, forms or, of expression yeah, yeah or books or design or anything basically mm. yeah, mm. yeah. So we hope that the world gets to see your art a lot more in the future. I talked to Björn about uh, getting some of the uh, Call of Cthulhu Sweden stuff out to an international audience. And of course, I, I can only assume that they're going to use a shit ton of your art then. Uh, like the same art that you did for the Swedish versions. Uh, so I hope that our international listeners will be able to see your amazing art very shortly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was really, yeah. really, really, really happy to hear that Chaosium really liked mm. the uh, the style. Yeah, and that well. that means a lot mm -hmm. to to hear that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's a it's a source for for everything that we have done basically. So so we mm. yeah a little bit standing on on their shoulders. Yes. Have, uh, hopefully improving it. So, yeah. yeah, and I remember when the Kickstarter was out that there were a lot of like in the international Call of Cthulhu groups, mm -hmm. there was a lot of buzz like, what is this? This oh. looks amazing. Oh. How can we get it? Mm -hmm. And Bjorn was like, well, I'm sorry, it's only in Swedish, but I mean, <laughs> you, we can ship it to you if you want it. But I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think there is a craving in the international Call of Cthulhu uh, community for these products to, to reach the international market uh, in a language they can understand. Yeah, sure. It's kind of fun though, because you have the, the, the English version and then we do a Swedish version and then right back to, to yeah. international. And, and the, the, yeah, yeah, and then the English people wants the Swedish version and vice versa. It's, it's a circle. Yeah. yeah, because creating the Swedish setting was, I think, extremely important for even getting the Kickstarter to work because yeah. The first thing everyone said was like, why do a Swedish translation? Because people play Call of Cthulhu in English, like they have the English uh, source books and rule books, and they, they can play it because in Sweden most people speak well enough English to, to use the English versions. Mm -hmm. So the creation of the specific Swedish or Nordic setting was super important to, to, to make people like really want to buy the product. Yeah, yeah sure. We have a, we're arranging a, a festival now in oh, we in Lund. Festival, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. in in uh, in the autumn uh, uh, in August and in yeah, August. Yeah, middle of August, right? Something. Yes, twenty sixth to twenty seventh, oh, okay, yeah. I think. Ah. Elm, or mm -hmm. it is. Uh, mm -hmm. If I'm not completely brain mm -hmm. confused ish mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's been a long, long Gothcon. <laughs> long, yeah. Lund, as a town in southern Sweden, will turn into Lund a hundred years ago, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and, and with a with a pinch of uh, Lovecraftian spices, we can say. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And that that kind of, <clears throat> kind of carries on from from uh, from Cthulhu because mm. I'm using the same graphic style, ish 
uh, mm. for maybe with a little bit more Art Nouveau and mm. still mm. a mashup between between the two styles uh, to to carry like this. so this recognizable for the adventures, but also mm. that the the people who doesn't know anything they will mm. probably go there for because it's the 1920s and mm. it's, it's it's gonna be uh, yeah it's gonna be to totally amazing and it's gonna be like with horror and role-playing games mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the 1920s yeah and i think <laughs> also a little bit with uh, music and food that's mm -hmm. gonna be inspired by those times mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they have any Lowcraftian uh, specific foods, but uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna be set in that era, I think. Uh, so you're gonna be able to eat what they ate in 1920s and, 20s and so on. Octopus tentacles. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> bring it, bring it. <laughs> so on, yeah. yeah? yeah. So we, we can look forward to some squid, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and if you want more information on, but I saw the uh, poster on there, visitlund.com or .se or visitlund.se if you want more info on the upcoming call Cthulhu Lund mm -hmm. in end of August in Sweden. Mm -hmm. Thank you Ola and thank you Emily so very much for yeah. joining me for this. Uh, it's, been, it's been short but very lovely. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, thank you so you. much. Thank you too. Yeah, glad to be here. And thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to this GothCon Quickie, uh, one of my many GothCon interviews. GothCon is a major gaming convention in Gothenburg, Sweden. We will soon get on with more adventures and one-shots and campaigns. Yes, our very delayed Season 5 of Forbidden Lands will premiere in May, sometime in May. But until then, please enjoy these interviews and perhaps a one-shot or two before we really kick off the epic Forbidden Lands adventures. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and farewell. <laughs>